Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Ian. Ian, I want to talk today about goals and ambitions. And it seems like every practice we talk to wants to be more successful than they are. And it's funny because as an owner of an agency, I had you told me how to be this successful in my life, I would have been like, that, that seems like enough. And today I, I, I still want to grow. And I, I think strive for something. more. Mm -hmm. Strive for more. And <laughs> as we should. As we, we should. should. I, I say we should, and then on the same breath, I'll be like, I wish I could find contentment in what I have. And I do feel content, but I still want to strive for more. Like, I want to be growing. Mm -hmm. We talked a few weeks ago on a book that really resonated with both of us called The Boy, the Fox, the Mole, and the Horse, or The Boy, the Horse, the Mole, and the Fox. But in it, I find that the ambitions many of these practices have – they can't see the forest for the trees. And in this book, there was such a lovely part where the boy and the horse were at the edge of a forest and they didn't know the way through. And mm. the horse says, uh, do you know your next step? And the boy says, yes. And the horse says, then just take that. Mm. And as we've talked through these last few weeks and between the read of the weeks and between, you know, hearing these, our offices goals and how they want to grow, I feel like they get lost in the forest sometimes of, they, they, they're focused on being $2 million or $3 million or $4 million. Opening really up the next location, bringing in the next, the next dentist, location. doing this, but, doing that. Yeah. But yeah. I think they're looking out at the forest. They're really not focused on their next step. And I, I know that you had a couple of points today of some next steps. So mm -hmm. let's jump in. Yeah. The, the biggest thing we see as, as you've said, Eric is, even as human beings, one of our biggest flaws, we're all ambitious. We want to do more. We want to, as you just said, we are content, but we still want to do more. We want to improve. And being a dental practice owner, being a dentist and owning your own practice, of course, it's an extremely difficult task, um, especially if you're a, a young Thundercat coming in just out of dental school and you have the ambitions to open up your own practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That the anxiety and stress it must take to open up that business, getting going through the loan, doing all of that then focusing on, okay, when am, am I growing at the right rate? All of these things are things that dentists think about. But what I want to talk about today is, as you said, not when am I getting to that goalpost, when I'm getting to that, when am I growing my practice to 2 million, when am I doing, but just what am I doing currently within my practice to make sure that we are capitalizing on what we have and that mm -hmm. we're making the right decisions that will help grow my business and eventually help me achieve the goal instead of already trying to do everything to achieve that goal now. Because right. very often we find that as human beings, we think we're focusing on the right thing. And as a, a dentist, I mean, all respect to dentists, they focus on dentistry for seven, eight, nine, ten years, if you're specializing even more. And then it's like, okay, now run a business and, and figure out everything else along with uh, uh, running your dental practice and being a good dentist. And right. of course, that's where... Uh, um, just being more aware of some of the things that you can look at, at a, as a dentist really will help. So that's what we're doing here. So let's jump in. The first thing I want to talk about is call tracking. Hmm. If you're a dental practice and you're not currently tracking your calls and making sure that there's somebody, whether it's an external company or whether it's someone at your uh, uh, part of your team that's regularly reviewing those calls, what's happening? Because you can have a million dollar marketing budget. You can be the best dentist in the entire world. You can 
be a celebrity dentist for that matter and everything, if the person answering the phone is not a good experience for the potential patient or they don't know what to say, you're not going to close that patient. I think you're hitting on my biggest frustration in the offices, personally. Mm. The young lady or, or you know, young man who answers the phones on the front desk is typically the newest, the lowest paid, and the least trained. Mm -hmm. And I a agree high, with a you. high school kid. A high, we've uh -huh. heard, I've heard that a high school kid answering phones. And, and I agree that it's not like a chair side, or it's not a hygienist, and it's not the doctor. And I don't want to get into like force ranking the importance of employees, but I do think that they need more support and training than they typically get in an office. And mm. they represent in the, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, they represent the first contact. They represent the importance of, they control the schedule. They control the experience when someone walks in the door. Like I, strongly feel that they need more support and training than they get in the average office. Mm -hmm. And the call tracking, I love that you mentioned it. I would be happy if just one hour a week or even one hour a month, someone just sit down and just listen to phone calls to with them together. And I know that one hour a month sounds like a lot, but like it is, it's one of the easiest, most powerful things you can do to hear yourself answer questions on the phone. Hmm. Especially and for the I, dentist who owns that practice. Like we, yep. I, I cannot encourage dentists enough. Take that one hour in an entire month, listen to what's going on at your front desk, because again, you need to focus on being a dentist, but these little things that you often wouldn't even think about what's going on at my front desk. When somebody asks uh, if I take the insurance and I don't, what is the front desk doing to try and persuade that person to mm -hmm. still come to me? It, it shouldn't just be, sorry, we don't take your insurance and the phone goes down. It should be, we don't take insurance, but you might not know that with this plan that we have here, we can actually still get you close to that cost and you'll be seen as a private patient, which means that you don't have to deal with X, Y, and Z. And just mm -hmm. that difference means that all of your marketing budget, all of the referrals that you're that's being generated, all of the things that's getting those calls to come to the practice is being used as an opportunity to really try and convert rather than just being a transfer of information from your practice yeah. to to that person calling. Tip number two is patient reactivation. Uh, all dentists, new patients, what's my new patient numbers this month? What's my mm -hmm. new patients, which is important, of course, that we have to keep a steady flow of fresh uh, uh, patients coming into the practice. But when it comes to pending treatments, and potential production from uh, patients that maybe started out as just a cleaning, or maybe just a single crown, and they have potential to to grow to larger cosmetic or restorative cases, what are you doing as a practice? to communicate to your existing patients the type of treatments that you offer beyond what they've had and how that can really help them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that most offices do a decent job of reappointing and hygiene. For me, this specifically falls off when people fall off the hygiene schedule. Mm -hmm. And because it's just not top of mind, we just move on 
And then at some panic point in the future, we're like, oh my God, we're slow. Let's reach out to anyone who doesn't have a hygiene appointment. But like the problem is like you've let time pass enough that now I've contemplated, you know, why do I even want to go here? I think that you should work a list of if they don't have a hygiene appointment, you should work them mm-hmm. off the gate. You know, if someone mm-hmm. leaves with that, if Eric leaves without a hygiene appointment, he should start getting worked on day one, day mm-hmm. two, day three. Not don't wait for me to be past due. X number of weeks to, to reach out to me. I want patients engaged regularly. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows you care because I think if you wait for me to get past due, which most of us do, like, I, I think it looks apathetic almost. Mm-hmm. And I think if you want to be that next level practice at two or three or four, you know, whatever your goal is of the day, I think you have to do things extremely well, not just average. Like you can't do what everyone else is doing and just grow. wanted to say that you need to be uh-huh. doing things that other practices uh-huh. are not doing. You can't uh-huh. expect to look to those practices and go, wow, what are they doing? What are they doing? What they're doing is everything we're talking about here. They are go- taking that extra step. They're making that extra call. They're doing what other officers aren't doing and that pays off. It's funny you mentioned what- that. Do you know one of the other things that we talk about a lot is if I'm already a $3 million office, my status quo to maintain is much different than what it took me to surge there. Mm-hmm. And w- once you're at 3 million, it's easy to stay at three, it, easier to stay at two or 2 million or 3 million or something like that. But to go from 1 million to 3 million is exceptionally hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that once you get there, yeah, you can process and, and, and yeah, you can start calling people as they, as they do. But I think one of the mistakes we make when we get in these comparisons and comparisons, is the enemy of joy, you should, you know, to your point earlier, we should, find, we should find a way to be content. When you start comparing your smaller practice to a significantly larger practice, you cannot copy what they did. You have to do it better because what got them there was they probably have settled into a normalcy today that is less than what it took for them to get there. Mm-hmm. And there's this quote, Moneyball. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a really good movie. It has Brad Pitt and he takes yes, over the with Oakland a, A's. Yep. <laughs> with a, yeah, with a, a baseball. The, uh-huh. the baseball mm-hmm. guy. Yes, yes, I've seen it. Yeah, but he has a quote in there that I love. And it has to do with, you know, the Yankees had some massive payroll compared to the Oakland A's. And in there, his scouts that he was hiring to scout talent uh, for his team they all were from the same breed of, you know, they were the same guys that worked for the Yankees, worked for the Oakland A's and all this. And he, I think he ended up like terminating most of them or, you know, firing most of them. And he said, if we play like the Yankees in here, we're going to lose to the Yankees out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole thing was like, if, if we do, if we literally have our processes, just like the Yankees do, we cannot compete with them on the field. Like they have, you know, significantly more payroll than we do and things like that. And, Mm-hmm. If you want to grow, you have to be better than mm-hmm. the end of the story. You can't, you don't get to look at what they do and copy it. Mm-hmm. And I think patient reactivations, a big part of that. I think engaging people as they leave the practice, making people leave excited. And I think that goes into bullet point number three, which is you have to be getting great reviews. Mm-hmm. And go, and you need to be mi- like, you would be mining for gold. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's it's not a fly by night. It's not a hi. Do you yeah. mind? Think of getting reviews. I want dentists to think of reviews as you would about going to the gym, or digging for gold, or mining for Bitcoin. 
for younger dentists. Reviews <laughs> are the bitcoins of dental it, marketing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Getting those reviews, not just from a perception point for how patients will see you online, but in terms of SEO and getting you to rank better and getting you to show up more is literally worth its weight in gold. If I can explain it that way, I know it's digital, it's not, but you get the point. Bitcoin and gold. That, Bitcoin gold. And that's why we, we, as you just rightfully said, get more reviews and make sure they're good reviews and seek out the patients that you know are willing to leave a good review stop being shy all they can say is no it's okay if they yeah. say okay, if they say no it's okay but that should not mm -hmm. I, as people we are so scared to ask people for things because of the idea of them saying no whether that's helping them out with something or getting a review or using our services what nothing's going to change nothing's going to happen you'll be fine after someone says no but in the event that they say yes and enough people say yes that's when you start growing into 300 400, 500, 600 reviews on your Google My Business, mm -hmm. which is so valuable when it comes to converting new patients. And I want the right kind of reviews. Uh, five stars with no comment is important, but not interesting. Mm -hmm. I want them to mention you by name. I want them to mention the procedure. I want them to mention, you know, the day they came in. I want to mention what they felt before, how they felt. And I know that's a very high bar. But I want you to shoot for a high bar because, again, I don't think you get to just roll in reviews. Like, I, hey, Ian, when you leave a review, would you would you would you mind telling them a little bit about the procedure we had done? And I would love it if you would mention me by name. And I think that people underestimate that Google uses the content of the reviews to help determine local SEO scoring. Correct. And the better content that people that the users put in those reviews the better that you have a chance of ranking organically uh, in for your those area. services. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's even something as small as if someone says I had an amazing teeth whitening experience, I encourage dentists to go when you look for a service next time, whether it's plumbing, whether it's a restaurant, mm -hmm. whatever, go look on Google underneath the Google, my business, there's a review that would be bolded. And usually the words that you searched for, it would say are bold for it. Yep. Exactly. Amazing teeth whitening experience. If I'm then looking for teeth whitening in Dallas, then it would bold amazing teeth whitening experience. And that just that alone is the subtle ways that Google very clearly communicates to us that this is important to your business. Mm -hmm. So do this more and we will reward you if you do this more, because the most valuable feedback a business can get in terms of Google is not what I add to my own website, what are other mm -hmm. websites saying? That's what backlinks are. What are other websites yeah. saying? And then the equivalent for people is what are reviews saying? Because that says user generated. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Ian, so what's the last what's the last point, buddy? Our last one is a well, depending on your practice, it can be an easy one or it can be a difficult one. But <laughs> celebrate I'm intrigued. celebrate your team. Celebrate your team, oh. work with your team. The person that comes into work that does not want to be there will never, ever do as good of a job as someone that is passionate about being at your dental practice. What is the, uh, I got a question for you. What's in, when you think back, uh, you've been with us, what, three years, two years, three years, three years. Go, yeah, going on four. I'm almost, almost at four, four now. Yeah, going on Holy four. Holy smokes. 
got your Ray-Bans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've earned your stripes here. What is the most memorable feedback you remember getting or celebration that you remember? Yeah, one thing that's that really stuck with me is I remember um, Andre and yourself had a meeting with me regarding SEO and the words, the exact words I think was before we could not sell our clients SEO in the way that I wanted to. And since you've uh, joined us and, and took the reins over, I am very mm. confident in being able to say that. And that was just a, that was such a proud moment for me because it me it meant that the work that I'm doing is being appreciated. It's such a simple comment, but just that is what pushes you to want to be better and to want to do more. And, and that's exactly what it did for me. And that's where for dentists, like whether it's you decide that you are going to start listening to calls and you hear that your front desk person did an amazing job at converting someone that almost didn't come in, but then you seize, they seize that moment. If you hear that, go speak to whether it's uh, Ellie at the desk or Adam or John or whoever. Go speak to John. Say you did an amazing job, and uh, um, here's a, a something. Here's an Amazon gift card or something to say amazing job. Mm -hmm. Or if if someone's doing an amazing job at as the hygienist or as the assistant at the chair, and they're keeping people relaxed, and they are always vibrant and excited, and people love them and mention them by name, you should be capitalizing on that and saying to that person, "You're doing an amazing job," because that's what's going to help them to keep being passionate about being that type of person because of course as a dentist you and the boss of that practice at the end of the day you you are somebody they look up to you are and and you should yeah. be you should take on that role as the the father or mother figure in that practice that that shows appreciation to your mm -hmm. family around you to your dental family around you yeah i think that it's such an underrated thing that dentists need to do because i i agree that if if the team is just coming because it's a job and it's just a job to you, like I get everyone has dark times and, and difficult times. Like I've ran this agency for almost 10 years now. And I will tell you that I've had quarters that I was not particularly plugged in. I was not passionate about marketing. I was not passionate about growing. I was, I was, I was just happy to kind of come to work and, and, you know, get my check if you will. And I don't look back fondly on those times. I was frustrated at myself and, and, too disengaged, but I, I know that everyone goes through that, but when a team member goes through it, it really reflects poorly on the office and, and mm. you just get into box checking. I know for me personally, as I've gone through difficult times, it's people like yourself and people like Sarah and people like, you know, Saria and, and the people who like radiate out you know, this gratitude, it, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of because I see them be grateful, I am more grateful. And when I show greatness, mm. it actually snaps me out of my, you know, feeling sorry for myself, whatever little first world problem I have <laughs> at the time. Um, but but it, it really, I think gratitude and celebrating a team needs to be done better. And I'm not talking about buying them a car. I'm talking about overhearing them on the phone and saying, Hey, Ian, I think that was a really difficult phone call and you handled it well. I'm saying when you tell mm. someone for the 2000th time that they need a deep cleaning and they're like, my last dentist didn't say I needed a deep cleaning and mm -hmm. you guys are just trying to get me money. And, 
and the hygienist or, or the chair side handles it really well. I think going to say, Hey, I know that that person was a little bit of a jerk and I'm so grateful that, you know, how you handled it. I think, I think those little moments matter way more to employees than managers and bosses think they do. Of course. No, yeah. of course. But that's, that's a good one. It's so true. It's so true. And that is what, if, if we can bring it together, that is what instills confidence in your staff. That you're paying attention. Because you're paying attention and it shows, mm -hmm. it shows your ability to lead your practice and it instills courage and confidence within your staff to next time they get a difficult client. Um, or a different, a difficult potential patient coming in that I've handled this before. And I know my, uh, uh, my boss in this case, or the dentist knows that I can. So I'm confident to do it again. And that's where you start to create a culture of we're a unit, we're a team, we're a family, and, and, and we know what to do to, to create success for this practice. Yeah. Well, Ian, run down a quick, you and I are not, neither of us quick and or summaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with a summary of the four points. Of course. So to summarize, today's talk, the focus of today's talk was just about how you can make small improvements in your dental practice that will make a big difference over time. And the top ones that we've chosen for today is call tracking, listening to calls as a dentist, understanding what's going on on the calls and how are my uh, uh, new patients that are calling the office, what is the experience and mm -hmm. what can I do to improve? The second one is patient reactivation. New patients are important, but do not underestimate the production value of existing patients that do not know about all of the different treatments that you have and how it can help them and improve their lives. Work on that, make sure it's communicated, make sure that you're getting them in for, for those higher production treatments where it makes sense. The next one is get more reviews. As we said, it's the Bitcoin of dental marketing is getting more reviews on Google. Google uses it for SEO. Patients uses it to determine if they want to come to you, what other people are saying, whatever you can do. And the most important thing, don't be scared of the no. It's That's the worst case scenario. If somebody's saying no, don't let it put you off from asking mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. making sure mm -hmm. you do it. Uh, and then the final one, and for me, one of the most import, important ones in terms of making sure your team gels and that you work together as a team is celebrate your dental team, celebrate your dental family as a dentist, instill confidence in them, make sure they know what they do for you is appreciated. And without them, it would not be possible to to keep this organization going or to keep that business going. And for the, if you can consistently stick to those four things, um, for even if it's just a couple of months, I can almost you'll, guarantee you'll see a you that you will see a difference in how your practice performs. Yep. Ian, thank you so much. And that was your vital dental marketing. Thank you, Eric.